for Radio 1 91FM podcast. And we are now joined by Sean, co-president of the Otago Disabled Students Association, to talk about the university's decision to commit to across-the-board in-person learning. This week marks the first week back to classes for students as Semester 2 kicks off here at the University of Otago. The university has opted to return to in-person teaching across campus, while at the same time daily COVID cases has been rising, with the South region gaining over a 1,000 cases in the last 24 hours. The university is urging students that they should wear masks indoors, but is this enough? Uh, Kia ora, Sean, how are you going? Asamare, yeah, I'm good. How are we doing? Good. Um, so we were wondering, how does the ODSA feel about the university starting SEM2 with in-person learning? It's a tricky one because we're representing a very diverse group of students. You know, disability is like far from a monolith, uh, along with lots of other minority communities, and you've got intersections that are happening too, right? So it's a tricky one in terms of the definite um, risk with the COVID numbers rise, and you've also got the flu going on in the background. So it can be a scary time on campus for uh, a range of students. But in terms of like touching on that sort of like monolithic idea, you have a lot of students too where um, distance learning didn't really work from them. You know, disability is uh, by nature like a phenomenon that is the interaction between someone's impairment and their environment. And for a lot of people, that online work, uh, learning it wasn't optimal for them. And so what we've got is a situation where we've got the Disability Information Support Service that does do a good job of trying to bridge that gap where students aren't able to make it into person because of either their own concerns for their health or, um, uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they sort of look to bridge that gap. And then otherwise, perhaps some students which are going to be benefiting from that in-person uh, lecturing. Mm-hmm. Um, does the ODSA sort of see a benefit to a dual learning approach that there was for a lot of papers last semester? Would you have preferred to see more open um, or more of that consideration from the university? Yeah, I think it's a tricky one with being at a collegiate uni, right? Like it is down to those individual lecturers and the Disability Information Support Service that we work quite closely alongside has good relationships with uh, lecturers who are able to try and offer that for individual students based on their uh, disabilities. But yeah, you know, sort of like when the rubber hits the road, it is down to those individual lectures and there's not so much that blanket um, approach. I mean, under the Code of Pastoral Care, we've got the disability action plans that are coming in. Um, and so um, the University of Otago will be working on that with the new VC coming in. We're a little bit more slow than the other universities, which is kind of like anticipated. Um, but I think with that coming in, you'll have a lot more of the unconscious bias, which is kind of inherent with anyone that isn't disabled themselves or doesn't work along disabled people uh, being addressed. Mm-hmm. Do you think the university should have consulted the student body on whether classes should be in person or online? Uh, it's something that we actually uh, fed back on as part of um, uh, our sort of consultation with the uni around mandates, um, and it's something that we're definitely uh, in favour of. Um, and I think it's a tricky one because you certainly have some students that aren't aware of the Disability Information Support Service, um, and so it's kind of why it's a great opportunity to sort of get on the airwaves here and make people aware of that support service because it is the best one in the country, is sort of seen as best practice for a lot of other different institutes, um, and so they do a lot with working within the sort of like collegiate confines of uh, I guess what accessible learning can look like. Cool. Um, the university is strongly recommending masks to be worn indoors um, through the email that they sent out to all their students. Should the uni be drawing a harder line on mask usage do you think? 
I'd love to see them do it personally, and I think probably the rest of the exec would would sit in a similar kind of position on that, at least from conversations we've had. But it's a really tricky one, you know, like how do you go about actually mandating that as a uni, you know, like is that something that Campus Watch uh, enforce or staff enforce? I mean, when there were signs up making it look more like a mandate previously, you'd have people walking past it without wearing masks. So it's a really tricky one to enforce, and I think it's one of those that all you can really do is emphasise um, social accountability and hope that students consider those that are going to be um, more vulnerable. I mean, you can appreciate the, the difficulty there because the sort of uh, rhetoric has become pretty uh, banal around, you know, mask up, you know. Um, and take those um, uh, take those precautions, and particularly, I think, for people who have um, had the virus and you know have perhaps brushed it off as they are, don't fall into the immunocompromised group. Um, the yeah, the the risk is is probably less uh, severe, or or has probably fallen to the back of their mind. So yeah, it's um, why I'm happy here, uh, so happy to talk to here today, just to remind people that there is a definite risk for um, people, and you know, there's we've had uh, members that have been in hospital because of it. Um, and so by masking up, by considering social distancing, if you're symptomatic, getting uh, tested and isolating, those are the members of the student body that you're protecting. The university has said they will support vulnerable students and provide have provided measures to address risk prevented by COVID-19 and the flu, including um, the academic learning support through disability information and support, which will take place over Zoom or with staff wearing N95 masks and things like that. Um, is this enough? for vulnerable students in our community? Uh, I can say that uh, anyone that's already engaged in su- the, with the support um, or from the experience of all of the um, exec members and other members that we've talked to, like they do provide a fantastic service. Um, and I know that the service uh, are exercising like extreme, uh, extreme uh, caution, like the head of the um, support services yet to contract COVID, which is pretty good going mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at the point that we're at. Um, Beyond that, as far as, you know, uh, like touching back on the, um, I guess, lecture uh, accessibility and premise of being um, uh, on campus with a collegiate structure, there's not much more you can you, you can do. So again, you're working in confines and the support does a great job to work within that, yeah. And students have been critical about the 2022 COVID-19 effect on student learning experiences survey, which was sent out at the end of last semester by the university. Um, there's been suggestions that it was quite biased and shaped to justify return to in-person classes. What does the ODSA think was missing from this survey? Mm, I suppose I, I suppose it's just a case of um, uh, amplifying disabled voice. There, you know, it's a survey that mm-hmm. um, our exact members have uh, filled in, and as a yeah, as a as a minority group, your voice perhaps won't get heard um, to the same degree um, without effective consultation there we're two years onto campus so just really working on building those relationships to make sure that that the disabled voice is heard um so perhaps yeah i'd suggest disabled voice to some degree but um like i mentioned we got consultation there on the um mandate side of things and i have continued communication with the uni about that um and yeah sort of in line with the disability information support service i suppose like we're thrilled with the relationships that we do have as um uh, being part of the national disabled students association none of the um, uh, other um, associations that we worked with were consulted in the first place, so it it all starts with that um, relationship and dialogue. So That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.